This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. Filling in is Andy Pate, party of choice. And I am your host, Andy Pate, filling in for John Rush. I am joined today by young Tanner Coleman. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing well, sir. Tanner, for everybody's knowledge here, what do you do at KLZ? I am mainly a writer and producer. Okay, so you write all this stuff. Could you write stuff that makes me sound taller? (laughs) I wish. Uh, I would have to get a longer pencil for that, though. Oh, very good. Oh, he's quick. I like him. A longer pencil. Actually, would that work? Probably not. Okay, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not that quick. Uh, today, Tanner, Tanner, folks, is a big NFL fan, are you not? Maybe the biggest that comes around. Yeah, you are a huge NFL fan, as am I, and Richard's going to be joining us at 4.30. But we're going to do a segment, not this one, but the next segment. We're going to talk about the weekend games, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Now, um, I want us all to you know, mourn for Tanner because he is also a San Diego fan. I'm sorry. I keep calling him that because I can't get into this L.A. Charger thing. I can't either. I actually don't believe L.A. should have a team, like morally. I don't think they deserve one. They have 10 pro male sports teams. They have enough. San Diego just has the Padres. Bring them back. I agree. I agree. Okay, well, tell you what. Before we go to break, how about some impossible questions? Are you ready? I am. All right, here we go. First, got to do Fridays. And Luke struggled with this, which, which you know, uh, threw me off a bit because he's a gamer. Are you a gamer? Um, some games, mainly stay sports. Stay up till 3 a.m. on the computer doing games? Not during the week, maybe the weekend. All right, well, here we go. What was the original name of Minecraft? I couldn't tell you. I've never played. Um, maybe Volcanocraft? I've never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> Volcano. We talked about that. We talked about that possibility on Friday. Nope, Cave Game. <laughs> it was called Cave Game. Minecraft. That is a really weak name. I'm sorry, Cave Game. Yeah, and the game has nothing to do with that. It's a bunch of building blocks. Really? Yeah, it's um, just like these computerized blocks where you can build like. It's not houses. like Tetris, as it were. No, no. You have your own characters, these own worlds. That's the most I know. Your own characters in your own worlds. Is it like The Sims? Kind of, except like you can go around and kill other people. There's. Oh, it's violent Sims. There is a little bit cool. of violence. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You see, I always imagined having one of those Sims characters, I could build one up and then have them, you know, like out in front giving the Braveheart speech in front of a bunch of murderous Scotsmen and charging the field. I think that'd be kind of cool, but they never let me do it. Yeah, uh, Sims definitely seems more like of a, oh, this is my own little fantasy world and you go around and talk to people and that's about it. I just can't do it. Okay, 
You ready for today's? Yep. This one is hard. Name the state by population with the second smallest state capital. How would anybody know this? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, how many people memorize the populations of the state capitals for 50 states? Right. Well, and there's some states like Sacramento in California. Sorry, not state city, but it's not nearly even in the top three biggest cities in the state. So who's going to remember? Oh, Sacramento had 600,000. It's just kind of a random stat, I guess. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. So, folks, if any of you know... Try not to Google it. That's cheating, but you can go to therustreason.com, the website, and check it out and weigh in on that. But once again, the second small state capital by name, by population, I guess that's better than by space or whatever. Right. Or are they talking about like the size of people, the short, second shortest people at any state capital? I mean, I would think it's... Bismarck or one of those smaller states. I was thinking Providence in Rhode Island, but I don't even know if that's the capital. I'm not good with capital, so. Does Rhode Island have any cities? Providence. Does it have people? Uh, I went there once. They had the college, a nice, cute little downtown, and then that was about it. Is is, is this the entire state of Rhode Island what you would call quaint? From what I've been through, yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I'm just checking. Oh, hey, by the way, um, speaking of somebody who does things you know has had a lot of alone time what about edward snowden i heard uh you know this poor guy has not had a country he's been a man without a country and now he finally has one what is the new country for him tanner russia russia now what happened well putin decided to give him citizenship today which (laughs) is surprising yet not surprising do you think he's going to have uh, Edward Snowden out there on the front lines leading the troops against uh, those Ukrainians? I, I'm sure he might be. Because he's such a tough guy. Yeah, they'll just throw him into the, the captain <laughs> role right away. Did you admire Edward Snowden? I mean, I in some ways I did. Um, I guess the sc- story is cool, but I've never been a huge fan of traitors. They did make a movie on him, but Me I refused too. to watch it. See, that's just it. I, f- I feel he's an anti-American guy. The only thing I liked about... What he did is he did expose some people who needed it. Definitely. And, you know, kudos for that. But no, you're a jerk, Edward. I really don't care where you go. No offense, but that's the way it is. And now he's a Russian. Now he's a commie. Does this surprise you at all? You know, I'll bet he's enjoying incredible freedoms. Oh, yes. Under Putin. (laughs) Because he, you know, he believes in total transparency of the government and total freedoms. I, I think he's really gone to the right place. What do you think? Um, I think there's one other country named China that might suit him a little better. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> How about Cuba? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just, I'm pretty sure, just legalized same-sex marriage, so he'll work out there. In Cuba? Yeah. I think that happened today. Really? That happened today in Cuba? I saw wow. some headline, but it might have been... Man, why not? Oh, Charlie's, yeah. Char- Charlie's up on this. Okay. I did not know. You know, I generally don't keep up on gender issues in Cuba. Right, but apparently <laughs> Charlie does. He's right on it. He was waiting for years for this announcement. Okay, shall we take a break, come back, talk some football? Sounds good. Let's do that. Okay, up next is Golden Eagle Financial. Folks, you plan for retirement under the old rules, but with inflation, soaring interest rates, and other financial pressures, this is a new world. You need a guide. That's Al Smith. Call 303-744-1128, or you can find Golden Eagle Financial at rushtoreason.com. While you can't avoid every risk, 
you can create a plan to make losses less likely with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. As you approach retirement, you are less tolerant of market risk because you can't afford to lose money to market volatility. When you reach retirement, you no longer have income to replace what you may lose. Your nest egg is your income because you are no longer employed and usually don't have a consistent cash flow. When you have concerns about the safety of your nest egg due to market volatility, Al Smith and Golden Eagle Financial can help you with strategies that will minimize your risk. In or near retirement, you no longer have the time you did when you were younger to replace what you may lose due to market volatility. Protect the investment of your time and preserve your money with retirement planning from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Connect with Al today at klzradio.com money, or you can call Al at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Okay, up next is Solar Energy Partners. Tanner, do you know anybody who has solar on their house? My parents actually do. How'd it go? They save hundreds of dollars every month and barely have to do any maintenance or call anyone out. It works like a charm, and even, it even solar heats our pool. It solar heats your pool. And house, yes. Wow, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Do you like cook lobsters in the pool? Can you throw a ton of them in there at once? No, I have fallen into the pool when it was 55 degrees out, and that was the coldest thing I've ever done being a San Diego kid. So Yeah, don't do that. Okay, up next again, Solar Energy Partners. No out-of-pocket cost to you. Just transfer your energy bill and set up a bright future. Call Alan at 303-378-7537 or find them at rushtoreason.com. When you pay your power bill, 1% of the money is used to hire people whose jobs are to increase your power bill. Never see another rate increase from big energy again when you invest with solar energy for your home with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners. Getting you a return for your solar investment is Alan's main priority. You may even receive a negative bill from the energy company, meaning they pay you. Alan's primary concern is saving you money with solar. Enjoy consistent rates, a 30% federal tax credit, and increased market value on your home. Alan only sells what he believes will give you a great financial return. The unprecedented rate increases are only going to continue. Locking in a lower rate now means that no matter what the government lets big energy do, you'll still pay the same rate or less for your energy. Don't pay them to raise the rates on you. Make an investment with your power now. Make your investment today by contacting Alan at klzradio.com slash sun or by calling 303-378-7537. Okay, roof savers. Dave Hart at Roof Savers did roof repair for years, and he learned how roofs could have lasted far longer at a lower price with treatment. To add 5, 10, even 15 years of life to your roof, call Dave at 303-710-6916 or you can find him at rushtoreason.com. If you think you need a new roof, think again. I might be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a Roof Max treatment. Hi, this is Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado. We specialize in helping 90% of our clients avoid a costly replacement by adding at least five more years of life to the roofs, and is guaranteed with a five-year transferable warranty. However, if it makes more sense to replace your roof due to wear and tear or storm damage, we are more than happy to do so. Yet our goal is to do everything we can to get you more life from your existing roof whether it is an asphalt shingle roof or a flat roof for both residential or commercial. Give us a call at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com and I will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. 
Mention you heard this on KLZ 560 to receive your $250 fall discount. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. And welcome back to Rush Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Pate filling in for John Rush along with Tanner Coleman, who writes things that make me sound taller. It's really amazing what you can do. Thanks. I try my best. Yeah, well, I'm impressed. Hey, by the way, before we uh, look at some of the NFL games this weekend that happened, and by the way, what an upset weekend, huh? I, it was crazy. I, it was crazy. It's been the best first three weeks of NFL I've ever seen. It's been a lot of fun. Um, before we do that, really quick, for those who don't know, I've mentioned it before, I like looking at leaves. My wife and I, we get very big into traveling and looking at when the leaves change. So if anybody out there has the leaves really changing in their area, give us a call, 303-477-5600, and let us know. Blackhawk Dan, if you're out there and they're changing up there, I'd love to know because I have no idea. And we want to know also if you want to talk Broncos, if you want to talk any football, again, 303-477-5600. But now, I want to talk ugly football, okay? I mean, it's so ugly, I think all the guys had to wear helmets that cover both sides. Mm. All right, and just, yeah, because they were ashamed to play in this game. And that is the Texans at the Bears. What did you think of the Texans at the Bears? The Bears did nothing but run in the entire game. My question to you is, they're 2-1. and one. Are the Bears for real? Uh, I think the Bears can win six or seven games. I don't see them making any more strides after that or even close to the playoffs. Justin Fields looks good, but he has no one around him other than Mooney, and their starting running back, David Montgomery, got hurt. But that let Khalil Herbert shine, and he's the reason they won the game other than some late defensive heroics that led to a last-second field goal. Okay, sounds good. Now, oh my gosh, this is just sad. The Raiders are at the Titans. And I have to ask you something. That Raiders defense, is it without hope? They are, it's a track meet the second that defense goes out on the field. Yeah, they can just not seem to keep anyone under 24 points every week. You think the Raiders have a chance, but their offense gets going, but then falls short. And it's it's tough to watch considering they're supposed to be a playoff team like the rest of the AFC West. Agreed. Okay, next game, big shocker. The Chiefs go on the road and lose to the uh, Indianapolis Colts, a team that was looking like garbage going into this game. But the Colts came out and played hard. My question is this: uh, Can we? Are the Chiefs really the team to beat in this division, or have they just had an easy schedule? I think that question's still up for grabs, considering no team has looked consistently good. Even when the Chiefs beat the Chargers, the Chargers had way more opportunities, coughed up the ball more, and were scoring at a lot higher rate and moving the ball down the field quicker. So I would think, at this point, the Broncos are the team to beat since they. Haven't lost most recently, and their loss was against a team that was playing off of passion and emotion. Well, yeah, and let's face it, and we're going to talk with Richard about this. The Broncos are only going to get better and better and better, and the defense has already arrived. Okay, we'll talk about that in a moment. Next game, this was a nail-biter that Richard and I both thought was good, could go either way. We both picked the Bills, but the Bills went to Miami and lost! To the Dolphins 21 to 19. Question is very simple. Are the Dolphins for real? Are they a serious contender in the AFC? I still need to see a couple more games considering 
Tua was wobbled and in and out of the game. Uh, Josh Allen threw the ball 63 times, which is way too much. Ran at another yep. eight, I believe. He had two turnovers. They only scored 19 points, and two of those points came from the butt punt. So, Okay, well, let me ask you this then. Number one, can Josh Allen survive if he keeps doing that real quick? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I, he can't run that many times. I know he's a big boy, but so are those guys hitting him. And the second question is this. The Miami defense was only on the field 19 minutes and something because they're a quick strike offense. Now, they're the fastest offense in the NFL. They are so dangerous. They can hit you at any time. But if their defense is on the field that much every game, how worn down are they going to be by November? Yeah, the Bills had the ball for almost 41 minutes of possession, which is right. unheard of. Uh, the Dolphins' defense has been good ever since Brian Flores was the coach. We'll see with their new coach. But I think they just have a bunch of young talent. They don't have too many stars other than Xavier Howard on the defense. But they seem to come to play every game. Yeah, I'm just wondering if they're going to wear down. Next game, I think it is time for us to stop thinking of the Detroit Lions as being this untalented team that you can take for granted. They are tough every week. Now, they go on the road and they lose a nail-biter to the Vikings, who come back with 14 points in the fourth quarter. Are the Lions for real? Are the Vikings for real? They're 2-1. and one. Kirk Cousins worries me. The guy always, when he's faced with pressure, has issues and can never seem to True. finish a game. For example, that Eagles game on Monday, I believe, was just... Every time they got close to the red zone, he threw an interception. That's no way you can win a football game. Okay, but let me ask you this about the Lions. Mm -hmm. They're putting up points every week, and they're doing it without their top rookie, Jameson Williams, who's going to be missing, uh, what, about eight games or I, something like I that? I think so. This, that's a guy who runs almost a 4-3 flat right? with moves. I mean, he is the total deal. The reason they got him so they were able to draft him where they did in the draft is because of his injury. Right. When he comes back, could the Lions – be yes the lions be one of the most explosive offenses in the nfl yeah i think already with a dual running back core and swift and williams once on well, amon ross st brown has been amazing i, I right. love him and, and the then, guy runs like a five week 40 right. I mean, he's slow but yeah, you can't stop he, it. He, yeah he's just explosive without actually being explosive it doesn't make a lot of sense but he literally uses a walker <laughs> out on the field which i think is you know cheating but he's slow and yeah. yet he he gets open all the time right go ahead yeah, I, I think Aiden Hutchinson has looked great, too. I didn't know he'd turn out. The defense seems to be coming around. They should have won this game. They should be 2-1. and one. Okay, next game. This one was not a surprise. Richard and I both saw this coming. The Ravens go into New England and beat the Patriots 37-26. Okay, uh, are the Patriots basically, we, we saw them show a lot of hope last year, but they're 1-2 and two now, and they haven't been that impressive. Was last year smoke and mirrors? I think By the it was, old genius. I, I think it was a little bit, and Mac Jones hobbled off the field with right. what looked like a terrible injury. And, I mean, the Ravens just, other than that loss to Miami, that was a pure miracle. Lamar Jackson has looked like the MVP, at least for me thus far, and continues to be able to throw the ball into tight windows, throw for touchdown passes while also running all over the field, and is able to get down and slide when needed. He's playing angry because he didn't get that. Uh, the contract. The contract, yeah. So you, you can kind of tell. Okay, next game. Has the sleeping giant awakened? Okay, and that is, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals, who almost won the Super Bowl last year. They were 0-2, and they looked like hot garbage. 
everywhere they played, they were horrible. Nobody could block right. for Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. And, I mean, just a horrible offensive line. But they went into the Jets, into New York. And, by the way, the Jets are a pretty talented team. They're just, you know, they're a year away. Right. But they beat them 27-12. to 12. They beat them up. They manhandled them. Will the Bengals awaken now? Have they come back? I still think they'll make the playoffs. They are in a decently tough position. Pittsburgh does not look as good as I thought, but Ravens and Browns look decent. Browns, even without Deshaun, Jacoby Brissett's been putting up at least 200 yards and looks decent, and Mari Cooper looks like him new, his new self. So I think there's a good chance the Bengals are still fine, but it leaves a lot to be desired, especially with the revamped, air quotes, offensive line. Yeah, it, they it wasted the a lot of same. money, by the way. I mean, they invested in oceanfront property in Arizona. Okay, that's right. what they did. I mean, they spent a ton of money and nobody's blocking. Okay, next game, a team that right now, I can't think of a team that looks more dominant. The Philadelphia Eagles went into Washington against the Commanders and wiped up the mat with them. And they beat them 24-8, to but more importantly, they shut it down in the second half. You could tell the Eagles basically were running out the clock from halftime. They've now pounded three straight teams. Are they, right now, a serious contender to win the Super Bowl? And I mean win it. Not just go and get beat by the Bills. Could they go and win? Right now, I think the Eagles are, if I had a power rankings, they would be number one. The Their closest game was against the Lions, which says a lot about the Lions. Because right. they used to be, them and the Jags used to be the laughing stock of the NFL. The 0-16 teams, the two-win teams. But... Eagles are back. I think they're going to win the division, and it won't even be close. Okay, more on the Jags in a moment. But first, the Saints go to play the Panthers. Well, somebody had to win. That's the rules unless you tie. Panthers win at home 22-14. to Look, the Panthers have talent. I think the Saints are just hurting. I think they've spent their team out of contention. And the Panthers, though, do you think that they could make a comeback in a weak division? I think the Panthers have a decent shot at the playoffs just because the NFC is not as tough as it was last year, um, especially with the loss of Von Miller from the Rams. The Rams look like they can barely win games. The Buccaneers look a little shaky, but granted they are missing all of their star receivers. But I'm sorry, who was the team again? No, oh, that's okay, the Panthers. Oh, the, yeah, I just don't trust Baker. And by the way, the Saints, uh, Chris Olave, their top wide receiver pick. Nine receptions, 147 yards. He's quick as can be. Okay, hate to say it, but here we go. Jacksonville Jaguars are for real. I'm not asking, I'm telling. They are for real. They destroyed a team last week. Then they go into your team, into your house in L.A. and play the Chargers. Granted, there are only five football fans in the entire city, but they go there and they pound them 38-10. to 10. What is going on with the Jaguars? Why are they this good? I think just adding a few pieces on offense, Travis Etienne coming back into the mix because he was out all of last year. The torn ACL gives him another option other than James Robinson, who's been, I think he scored in each game this year. And just the receiving core looks better, Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. I can't remember if they signed anyone on defense, but their defense looks better in their first round or second round pick. Devin Lloyd played great. Their defense, they shut somewhat. They had a shutout last week. They go into the Chargers' home and hold them to 10. With two turnovers. I mean, wow. 
Okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars are, at least early on, for real. You never know. And by the way, uh, for those who don't know, they have a great young QB. And I mean, he's great, isn't he? He's fantastic. He is. Okay, next up, the Rams are starting to put it together. They go on the road. They beat the Cardinals 20-12. to ah, Any surprises there? Yeah, I just don't see the same magic that the Rams had last year. I don't either. Okay, next one, Falcons go on the road. And as Richard and I called it, they beat the Seahawks 27-23. to These Falcons actually look pretty talented. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I love Cordero Patterson being able to play running back and receiver. He looks like Debo from last year if they just switched roles. And Drake London looks to be quite the stud. He's a big boy. Right. Isn't he 6'4 and big wide receiver? One of those rangy guys. And they already got Kyle Pitts, who's a big guy as well. I love Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Here's an upset that both Richard and I picked, and that is the Green Bay Packers, my team, went on the road into Tampa Bay and came out 14-12. to Green Bay played exactly one half of football, and that was enough. Yes. And then held on for dear life, and Green Bay in the second half played one of the worst halves of offense you're going to see, but their defense, what are you thinking? Does Green Bay, now that their defense is starting to gel, are they top five? I have them at top three, but that's just because okay. at every position, there's someone that's maybe on the verge of Pro Bowl, already a Pro Bowl, or will be later on in their career. Yeah, they're deep everywhere. They're good everywhere. Okay, how about Tampa Bay, though? They were missing so many guys. Three offensive linemen, three key wide receivers. Look, once they get some guys back, is that division theirs, or, and are they really still a threat against the Eagles and these teams in the NFC? Yeah, the NFC South will be Tampa Bay's division until Brady retires. The Saints, as we saw, look very uneasy. Jameis losing the ball every possession, it seems. And the Panthers and Falcons. I mean, Falcons look decent, but they're not a contender or probably not even a playoff team. Panthers, I there's nothing I can say about them. Okay, agreed. Now, one last game, of course, and we're going to talk about this more at 430 with Richard. But real quick, 49ers come in and they lose narrowly to the Broncos 11 to 10. This was a defensive game and a lot of ugly offense, but also some very impressive defense. What did you think? Yeah, I thought the defense and special teams was some of the best I've seen ever. I Even though the game was so low scoring and besides the first quarter touchdown and then the Melvin Gordon touchdown with like three minutes left, the game was very exciting for me, even though there wasn't a lot of big plays. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so it's it's heating up. It's heating up. I think we're going to have a real good feel for this for this year, probably after about another three weeks. What do you think? See, these teams are starting to gel. Right. All right. Well, uh, after the break, want to talk some politics? Sounds good. I want to talk some crazy liberals. That's my favorite topic. Okay, because there are some, and they are crazy. But next up is someone who's not crazy. That's High Five Plumbing. They won Small Business of the Year in 2022 which is this year, by the way, from the Denver Metro Chamber of Commerce. Can your plumbers say that? Probably not. For all your plumbing needs, call High Five today at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Come join the High Five team. High Five Plumbing has been in business for over 10 years in Denver, Colorado, and was recently awarded Denver Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year. We are a family business focused on residential service with two locations in the Denver Metro, and we're hiring. We're currently looking for plumbing technicians, installers, apprentices, customer service representatives, and dispatchers. High Five offers competitive perks with full medical benefits, including health, vision, and dental, paternity, and maternity leave. 
unlimited time off with advance notice, and 48 hours of PTO. Strategize your career and work at High Five Plumbing. Our apprentice program will teach you and guide you to become a plumbing technician. You'll be around our best senior technicians in the industry. No matter what you apply for, High Five offers regular training and career development opportunities. Apply to be a part of the High Five Plumbing Crew and find a professional, growth-oriented community where every workday ends with a high five. Apply at HighFivePlumbing.com and click on Now Hiring. Okay, Michael Bailey Law. Tanner, look at government these days. Do you want these people making decisions with your estate? I do not. No, you do not. For someone you can trust, get your will done right now with Michael Bailey. Call Michael at 720-730-7274 or find him at RushToReason.com. Michael Bailey talks about the darkness of facing a life or death situation up front, so you and your family don't need to worry about it later. He does everything in his power to make it less scary while teaching you what you need to know about end-of-life and crisis scenarios. Unfortunately, you're either prepared or you're not. There is no middle ground. So you should be involved now in who gets to make the big decisions about what happens to you later when you aren't able. Michael Bailey helps you understand what you need in your estate plan and why, doing everything in his power to take the fear out of it. You want to be prepared for how an unplanned situation could affect your loved ones, even though it's hard to think about now. In the long run, you and your family will be well prepared and more confident about the unforeseen. Mobile estate planning from Michael Bailey means you don't need to dwell on the what-ifs. Set up a free, zero-risk consultation at klzradio.com estate today. Okay, save the storks. Tanner, when a woman has an unplanned pregnancy, she's in a scary situation a lot of us don't understand. I think that's safe to say, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, but at Save the Storks, they do understand. And through them, our donations reach women we can't with caring knowledge and hope. Find Save the Storks at RushToReason.com. My birth mother recently told me that she drove two hours to a clinic to abort me. But when she arrived for her appointment, she changed her mind and instead found an adoption attorney. I was just 10 minutes from being aborted, but something tugged at my birth mother's heart. And by the grace of God, I'm alive today. My name is Diane Ferraro, and I'm CEO at Save the Storks. I need you to join me in our mission and help us give women the chance to choose life for their babies. Think of the hundreds of women every week traveling from other states to get abortions here in Colorado. With your support, we can give them a reason to choose life. If you're a business owner or have been blessed financially this year, please join us as a partner and give $100, $500, or $1,000 a month. We need you to give generously so we can put a mobile medical unit right here. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now and donate today. Please, don't wait. Go to SaveTheStorks.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Okay, welcome back to Rush to Reason. Denver's at Fernand Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Paid filling in for John Rush along with Tanner Coleman. Tanner, you're a young conservative, mm-hmm. which means you're around a lot of young liberals. Definitely. Are they crazy? Most of them are. I mean, a lot of nice people, don't get me wrong, Definitely. but what is going on? You know, the thing that's really shocked me about young liberals, and as you know, I grew up as a young liberal. I right. grew up in the hard left. We never, we didn't live, eat, drink, and breathe wanting to control other people's lives, to silence them, to, what do they do today? Well, there's a lot of, you know, 
oh, well, you think that because you're Republican, so you're obviously not true. And it's straight to, oh, because you don't think how I do, you're automatically wrong. And in some instances, it gets violence either verbally or physically. Right. They want people canceled or they want them. They look at big tech canceling conservatives online. They're totally cool with it. They think that's totally reasonable to literally silence the other side of the debate. Now, right. I didn't grow up with that. I really didn't. And I don't I don't get it. I mean, can you explain to me, because you have friends in this, I, you're, no names, you're not bad-mouthing, right. but I mean, in general, why do they feel comfortable with that? I think it's, I don't know, it, it's a tough line because for some people it's definitely like a sense of privilege or a feeling of privilege where, oh, because I think like the masses do and what the mass media does, oh, I have to be right, when in reality you're being fed lies and basically non-truths where they'll tell you a little bit of the information but leave out the actual story and a lot of people just run with this okay and for those who don't know how old are you i'm 24 so you're like five six years old 24 okay 24. see compared to me you're five right just so you know which is kind of cool you get to recapture your childhood for three hours okay you want to hear a weird person this is on msnbc they had a guest i can't even see that they don't even have the name up here but that's okay who cares they had four people, you know, in the little boxes there. It's kind of like the Brady Bunch. Here's a story. You know, mm -hmm. the, what we are not talking about is whoa. that Lamar Jackson is whoa, playing whoa, 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 whoa. There is a problem. Okay, guys. We have a problem. <laughs> I'm sorry about this. I don't know why this is happening. Technical issues. There we go. I think I have corrected them. Okay, Charlie, can we start again? Here we go. Right. Uh, number one, we have to be mindful of that the Republicans are now all in a committed effort to make voting as difficult as possible, especially if you are someone uh, from a person of color community. So that has to be taken uh, always in the mindset. But I think... To okay, okay, stop right there. Okay, do you agree with that? Not one second. What have Republicans done to make it harder for people of color to vote. I, I couldn't even answer that because I don't know. If anything, they have. Right. And now now Republicans in some ways do want to make it harder to vote. Why? Because, go ahead. Well, it seems like we're getting a lot of false registered voters or voters who aren't citizens. And as we saw in the last election, it made a huge difference. It did. It did make a huge difference. And people can debate whether or not, oh, it threw the election. No, it didn't throw the election. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, whatever. I don't care. Okay, obviously, I think it did throw the election. But if you don't agree, that's fine. Here's the big thing, though. There's no denying there was a ton of fraud. Right. A ton. And all of the fraud, all of the fraud that we've been finding has been done by which side? Democrats. Yes, only one side. How many stories, even with the hardcore left that runs all of the media, all of academia, all of the entertainment industry, all of big tech, how many... Um, articles or stories have you seen from them about republicans committing voter fraud in the last election more than republicans have been claiming there actually was voter fraud well you know what i mean though but right. they don't have any examples of republicans even do trying it right it's all emotion and false claims yeah what they say is that republicans are keeping them from voting and one big thing is voter id as if uh you know look i've known a lot of people of color okay have several friends, people of color, they're wonderful, and none of them have a hard time getting an ID. Um, they feel that it was, um, let's see, holding down the vote 
in Georgia. Oh, okay. Well, the Republicans put through various voter laws in Georgia to try to hold off, stem off, stem the tide of all this fraud. What happened? Turnout jumped. And it jumped in every community, including communities of color. They have no numbers. They have nothing. So really quick, I just wanted to jump in. This guy is so full of it. He's a lunatic. Let's listen to the lunatic continue. Tiffany, yes. I think we're going to see record midterm turnout. I think it's going to be uh, the equal, if not better, than what we saw in 2018, which He's is right the highest there. midterm turnout in the last 75 years. I think we're going to see it again. And I think if we're able to capture and hold on to the Senate and maybe even hold on to the House, it's going to be because black voters, Hispanic voters, Asian voters, all of those voters across the spectrum of this rising majority turned out. Because the truth of the matter is, Tiffany, if they don't take the opportunity to vote in this election, they may not have an opportunity to vote again in a free and fair election. <laughs> okay. There's no evidence of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, even there will be a bigger turnout because people are tired of just the last two years of all the, you know what, BS we've had to go through. Right. And it's just like... People who didn't want to vote before, maybe they're torn between, yeah, I don't know, I don't like the better of two evils, in some people's opinion. They still didn't go out and vote. And this whole theory or concept of, if you're not white, you have to be Democrat, has I've never understood. A lot of people don't realize how many Hispanics actually are Republican. Oh, it's it's gotten to the, you know, there are some polls that have it 50-50. I think those are outliers. But it's gotten to more the 60-40 range now. Yes. And... You know why? Uh, The Hispanic culture, you know, all people are the same, but they do divide into various cultures. And and the Hispanic culture is very much into private ownership of businesses. Mm -hmm. They're very entrepreneurial and they're good at it. Right. They do a great job in their culture. Uh, They are also largely pro-life. Right. They are, you know, you know what they are? You know what the the Spanish, the Hispanic culture in America is? They're anti-weird. (laughs) <laughs> definitely okay i mean seriously all the weirdness right now the democrats you know the they're, they're saying that you, you can abort a baby in the on the day of birth right which makes no sense you're going to kill two people right instead of just the fetus maybe it, it's never made sense this whole idea where oh yeah you can have an abortion seven months into pregnancy what do you think's going to happen nothing good right they think there are multiple genders are there there's two yeah there's two you're a hater, okay? And I think a lot of people in the Hispanic culture look at the Democrat Party and they say, you know what? You guys have become weird. Defund the cops? What, are you out of your mind? Right. Without the cops, we have nothing but crime unleashed. And then look what happened in Baltimore. Look what happened in Chicago. Look what happened in Seattle, Portland, Minneapolis, Atlanta. Look what happened in these places. I think a lot of people in the His- Hispanic community basically just said, I'm sorry, that's it. I liked the Democrat Party because I was very much into helping the poor, and maybe I believed in some redistribution, maybe I believed in some social programs, maybe I believed in some of this, but I happen to be pretty entrepreneurial, and and nowadays I'm looking at you guys and you fail the weirdness test. You are too much. Yeah, it's like this giant attention grab, and even if you are a little different, sometimes it's just way over the top, and Quite frankly, hard to look at, listen to, or even watch. Right. Okay, now, next thing up. Oh, this is out of Breitbart. Progressives demand two migrants for every U.S. baby. 
Okay. <laughs> the U.S. government must end the venomous nativism of ordinary patriotic Americans by flooding it with tens of millions of immigrants, according to two immigrants, Indian-born Deepak Bargava and South Korean-born Rich Stoltz. Okay. Two for one. So they go, under our proposal, the U.S. would admit 75 million immigrants over the next decade, which would double the foreign-born population from 15% to 30%, giving it the largest share of any developed nation. Now, listen to this. Admitting 7.5 million people a year would be a dramatic increase compared with recent history. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Biden. <laughs> In the Obama years, the U.S. admitted 1 million. Okay. The two authors of the Statue of Liberty plan would force Americans to accept an annual inflow of seven and a half million immigrants. Okay, here's my question. Let's say the Republicans take back Congress, which looks very likely in the House side and possible. It's going to be nip and tuck on the uh, Senate side. Right. What should we do, especially if we then claim the White House in 2024? What should we do with immigration and I, I know on one hand, it's like, well, put it back to the levels that we had before. But this is following unbelievable unchecked immigration for the last few couple of years. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, I think I read those. We're at two million immigrants already just this fiscal year, which is ridiculous. I mean, I, am, I agree that we should allow legal immigration and sure. love every person I've met that's been immigrant in this country. But to just open our borders and basically watch videos of Border Patrol, just let 100 people walk into the country every day, is pretty frightening considering our city seemed to already be overcrowded. I mean, even with COVID, we ha New York was struggling to even stay afloat because there's so much, so many people around and the virus just moving so quickly. You see it with Los Angeles right now. They're just, Portland's even just building their own city within the city because, well, inflation, but there's also too many people in these cities now. Yeah. I mean, we're being overrun. I mean, here's the thing. It's not like the cities can't grow to accommodate it, but they can't grow that fast. Right. I always ask people, look, you know, let's take a look at your household. What if I told you you had to bring in two or three more people right now and just add them to your household? Well, I can't really. Why can't you do that? Just take them in. Right. You've got the space. Look, I can see you've got enough rooms. Work them in there. Why not do that? Because you can't just absorb the world. Right. And and here's one, one other thing, Tanner. We have to keep in mind, the U.S. is still the most capitalist nation, or certainly one of the most capitalist nations in the world, correct? Yes. It's the place where people flee to, correct? Right. Okay. Guys, in a world where people are fleeing to capitalism from socialism, if you're a capitalist nation— in the heart of a bunch of socialist nations, and you have no border, what's going to happen? Complete anarchy. Yeah, yeah, complete anarchy. We can't take in the world. No, we are, we've already been the leading country to help others in oh, what, yes. the last hundred years, and we keep doing it, and that's great. But for us just to basically hand the American dream away, it's kind of a tough situation. And to that, that point you made earlier of adding two or three people to your household— Probably 95% in the country couldn't even actually afford that. We just saw what happened when all those immigrants were shipped up to Martha's Vineyard and the outburst that followed with right. only 100 of them up there. You see, because for them, these are a lot of academics, and, and these are people, for them, it's all theory. Right. The people down on the border, it's real. 
Right. And it's not just the people on the border. It's the Republican places where Biden and Obama were shipping people, right? Especially Biden, where Biden was shipping people in the middle of the night. Right. Okay. For them, it was very real. And if it isn't real, it's okay. And they don't have to deal with it. I got news for you guys. We can't take them in. And I'm thinking if we, you know, regain control of the U.S. government, there may need to be a pause. I'm not talking 100%. You have a trickle. But there may need to be a pause just to get a handle on what has been done. Am I making any sense here? Yeah, I think you're 100% right, especially since this year isn't even, we still got two and a half, three more months, three and a half more months, and we're already at two million. So let's say that gets to roughly three million. We can't continue that. Our country is going to get overflowed way too quickly. If this was more gradual, like the 7.5 million over five years, that would make a lot more sense. But 7.5 million already, 2 million now could be 3 million by the end of the year is a lot to overcome, especially with our inflation crisis. Yeah, and they want 75 million. I thought you said over 7. 10. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, you, you were understating it just a tad. They literally want two immigrants for every U.S. born citizen. Look, I don't favor one. I, I don't care. I love immigrants. It's great. We can't take in that many people that fast. You can't do it, period. Right. Okay, 100%. fair enough. Okay, when we come back, I think I want to talk a little bit about testosterone and the woke military. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, let's do that. Absolute electrical heating and air. With rising energy costs, there's never been a better time to add efficiency to your home's heating and air conditioning. Absolute can help. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at 720-526-0231, or you can find them at RushToReason.com. Furnaces tend to break the most when they are under the most demand, when everyone is home for the holidays. When you run your furnace year after year without getting it looked at professionally, you raise the risk of losing heat. Proactively ensure the reliability of your furnace with a tune-up from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You should know the true condition of your furnace before the busy season. Don't get stuck waiting for a technician instead of enjoying your holiday. Absolute can ensure all the essential components are in good working order and that everything is clean so there are no issues in the future either. For KLZ listeners only, Absolute is offering $59 furnace tune-ups, helping you proactively in the downtime so your heat won't go out when you need it most this winter. Schedule at 720-526-0231, 720-526-0231, or visit klzradio.com today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. K&R Home Transitions. Why do you want two realtors for the price of one? Because there are so many facets to buying and selling a home, and you need people who are experts in each area. Like Catherine and Robin, call K&R at 720 437 8210, or you can find them at rushtoreason.com. With K&R Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. 
K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com home. Again, that's klzradio.com home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. American National Insurance. You've had the same insurance for years, but competition is good. Give Paul Lewinberger a call. Let him offer a little competition for your hard-earned dollar. Call Paul at 303-662-0789 or find him at RushToReason.com. In tough times when gas is high and inflation is making everything more expensive than it was before, it's tempting to cut your coverage, but you never have. You know that the market will go up and down over time. Instead of cutting your coverage, you work with Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance because he rewards your responsibility with his rebate program. You're the type of person who already handles everything on the front end. So by working with Paul, you get a return for your investment because you treat insurance like insurance and not a bank account. You don't make claims on every little ding and scratch you notice on your vehicle when you didn't park well. You expect wear and tear and budget for small expenses. You budget because you know that when the economy gets worse, less people will be fully insured. Cutting back costs them more than the money they thought they were saving. Call Paul right now, 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789. You're already responsible, so get rewarded for it. Get ready to be your own boss. Up until now, you've owned a job not a business. And with John Rush, you can change that. You need to allow your business to be its own entity so that you can live your life and reap the rewards of the labor it took to start it. John helps you understand where your life can be improved and separated from your organization so it can run independently. You should not be the most integral part of your operation. That's not a good business model. John Rush gives you important insight from his 40 years of experience on stepping up to be your own boss first before your business can run independently. Your business should work for you, not against you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. John at rushtoreason.com. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. And welcome back to Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Pate filling in for John Rush along with Tanner Coleman. Okay, Tanner. Uh, this, this comes from T-Nation. And it says, young males are a third less male than they were 20 years ago. They have, over the last 20 years, men have lost, uh, let's see, a third of their testosterone. 30%, almost third. 30% of their testosterone is gone. Now, I just want to ask, first of all, is this, do you think this is society-wide or is this thrown off by Gavin Newsom and Justin Trudeau? I think there's a couple ways you could go, could go about this. Maybe just our actual climate, maybe what has happened, but I think it's more socially. Uh, even just my generation, I'm 24, I'm kind of in millennials and Gen Z. My dad, who was a baby boomer, completely different, all those men, a lot more manlier, don't get caught up in their emotions often, hardworking, determined, and now it seems like everyone wants a free pass. So you, okay, but I mean, does that does the way we act actually change the amount of testosterone we I mean, produce? I, I, I don't know how this works. Right, yeah, I mean. So I if I just act wimpier, 
like young people today, a lot of, not all obviously, but a lot of young people today. You know, here's the thing that really gets me, Tanner, and I, I mean this, and this is serious. Young people today either seem completely unable to, that's not fair. I'm being extreme. There are a lot of young people who are very balanced mm -hmm. and normal, okay? But a lot of young people seem either completely unable to be strong. They, they need safe spaces. Right. They can't handle anything really coming their way. Or they go the other way and they're in attack mode and they tear down cities. Yes. It seems to go one of either of these two ways. And I think both of those are endemic of the exact same thing, which is they can't cope. Right. I, I think a lot of, I guess, young adults and even children that are growing up and going to college or going into the workforce seem to not like any criticism and want to be patted on the back, even if they completely screw up an entire project or something for their school or job. They seem to just want to be able, oh, good job, Johnny. Oh, it's okay, Johnny. You want to talk about it? But in reality, that's not the real world. No, I agree. Uh, the real world, they want... They can't handle the real world unless it adapts to them. It used to be that you had to adapt to the real world. Right. And now they can't handle that. I mean, they really can't. They, it's like they want to spend all of life walking around in a padded room. Right, and complaining the entire time about, oh, this person said this, this person's doing that, this person thinks this, that. But in reality, I mean, I, I had parents that would criticize me if I did something wrong or was showing some bad behavior and sure enough i realized hey if i don't switch this i'm getting kicked out of the house i'm not going i'm not getting my school paid for i'm not going to get this whatever but it seems like everyone just wants to be like okay yeah you're you're doing well you're doing fine uh just keep going you'll try again get it right next time but in reality sometimes you'll get fired for stuff like that do you think part of it is because parents are barely allowed to parent their kids anymore i mean right. seriously you put your kids in schools that can teach a totally different agenda and ideology from you, and there's nothing you can do about it but go and cry before a school board that doesn't listen. And then you're treated as a terrorist. Right. Okay, it just seems to me that we have disempowered, you know, and disenfranchised parents so much that how can they possibly provide any kind of a real role model for young kids? And now the kids are so empowered that they feel powerless. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. They feel helpless. Because, I don't know, because they're not taught strength by their parents because their parents have had so much taken away. Right. Uh, this, I mean, there is still guidance, but it's guidance in toward being a six-year-old kid your whole life. It's being able to teach whatever they want. Parents now have to go by birthing parent or what's the other one? Um, birthing people? Birthing people, birthing parent, birth mother, all this other stuff when in reality a parent is – or children just need their parents to point them in the right direction and we're seeing it more than ever where kids once they turn 18 and get a little power of their own i mean we've seen it with the shootings we've seen it with kids just completely tearing apart their whole lives tearing other people's lives apart just going absolutely berserk for no reason okay i'm going to talk racial communities for just a couple seconds then we're going to go I see this affecting the white community in a lot of ways and the black community. But once again, the Hispanic community seems to be looking at all this and saying, you people are just weird. A hundred percent. They they seem to embrace normal a lot more than we do. We whine and the black community, you know, it goes b both ways. But it's just like, 
in these communities, they seem very divided in how they're dealing with this. Definitely. And like, I, I know my friends and a bunch of other people I know my age had parents that would at least point them in the right direction. Okay. Sorry, we got okay. to go here. That's it for hour number one. And hour two, we're going to talk energy, politics, and social <laughs> solar homes with Alan Davis. And then we're going to have Richard Rush join us on sports. Until then, keep it right here. Rush Reason, KLZ 560.